You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to the last episode of the year. Um, surprised I've made it this far. It's uh, it's been a hell of a uh, hell of a year. Uh, of course, uh, like last week, I won't have a Thursday episode. It's New Year's Eve. Just doing the main episodes, and then we'll move on to season two of the podcast starting next week. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, First of all, I want to remind everybody to subscribe, like, all those fun things. Rate and review. The stars matter. The words do not. Uh, I guess because algorithms can't read. Not really sure why that is, but yes, the stars matter. Uh, what you say in the review really doesn't. Uh, you can tell them I'm holding you hostage. It doesn't matter. Uh, the stars are the important part. And as always, you can contact me directly uh, through Facebook at, at Eric's America Pod or email direct at eric's america pod at gmail and you can get directly to me let me know if there's somewhere you want to listen to the podcast that it is not currently at because i can get it there anyway we're going to start the final episode of 2020 and um you know like most people i think i am uh, pretty happy that 2020 is ending uh Although I'm not uh, very optimistic that 2021, at least the start of 2021, is going to be a hell of a lot better. But, um, you know, there's hope for maybe later in the year. We'll see what happens. Um, there's always hope that uh, things could change. We have major Senate race. We have whatever is going to happen on January 6th when the Electoral College vote uh, is taken in the senate which we have no idea what's going to happen but uh does look like people are going to object and as long as a house member and a senate member uh both object and put it in there'll have to be debate and possibly more voting and who knows um looks like uh some states uh the uh legislatures in the states are working on possibly uh decertifying the vote um Michigan looks like there's a move there or here I should say looks like there was a move in Georgia possibly Arizona who knows who really knows it does seem odd though it does seem odd um so we're gonna kind of just briefly roll through what all has happened in 2020 which it's hard to believe all this happened in one year and I know most people are are just blown away by it and it's hard to even remember how it started. Yeah, 2020 started sort of like any other election year. The one thing we always have to remember, whatever happens in an election year is all about the election. And I think most people realize that 2020 was a big election year when the ball dropped, you know, last December 31st, January 1st. Um, but... None of us, and I don't think anyone really had any clue what was about to transpire for the year 2020. Um, you know, there wasn't a huge warning. I will say that 
many times we've been warned that, man, this coming up year, everything's going to be nuts. Or maybe it was one of the crazy uh, uh, year 2000 craziness that went on that ended up not being anything. But there wasn't a big warning. We didn't have any big signs up that said, man, 2020 is going to be a year to that you're going to want to forget if you possibly can. And it will completely change everything in the world for decades to come. That was (laughs) that was not mentioned. That was not talked about. There was nothing whatsoever that could have prepared you for that. Um the start of the year was pretty normal for any election year. We had primaries starting off. You had debates going on for the uh, primary candidates. And none of that seemed very interesting. The only interesting thing about that seemed to be that Iowa was a pretty big warning sign by the time it got here at the beginning of the year. By the time they had the Iowa caucus was a pretty big warning sign that no one paid attention to. I mean, everybody joked about it. Well, it was a ruined election. They never knew who won. It was all a mess. They kept recounting. They couldn't get the counting right. That ended up being a huge harbinger of what was to come later on in 2020. Everyone kind of glazed over it and said, well, it's just a bunch of idiots uh, that didn't know what was going on. They had all this weird software. They didn't know, you know how to run it yet. And so there was never really a clear winner. And all the strangeness that happened after that. And then suddenly you had Super Tuesday and everything kind of fell into uh, a weird pattern that continued. But where were we? January of 2020, we had heard something about the Chinese having a uh, experience with a new virus that was uh, they were locking down for, but wasn't transferring to people. Everybody sort of seemed to say that, hey, you know, it wasn't really going to be an issue here. Well, obviously, we now know that that's not the truth and never was. Uh, We were told not to run out and buy masks very quickly after that because they would not be effective. They weren't really that good. They didn't really do much anything. And all the people at the hospitals were going to need them. So don't worry about it. We saw the greatest, the beginning of 2020 the greatest economic boom ever in american history lowest unemployment stock market the biggest that had ever been the most uptick in middle class income in history it was a pretty big high to come in on and most people kind of assumed even though we had impeachment going on there wasn't a lot of ways that donald trump would lose I mean, they even joked about it. The only way is, boy, could we have a recession? Could we could we get some kind of downturn in the economy? Literal quotes from people saying that, man, I really wish the, auton- the economy could tank so Donald Trump would look bad. Little did anyone know. Oh, I mean, at least ordinary, regular people know what was coming. And now I don't see, now this is one thing I don't subscribe to. A lot of people talk about, well, you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. Well, there's a lot of people that were considered conspiracy theorists for years that have been proven absolutely right. I mean, how many people were, you know, called nut jobs and crazy conspiracy uh, theorists that said the military had seen UFOs and had crashed aircraft and 
were looking at uh, you know technology from other worlds, and they were called insane. They were called crazy people. Well, that was just announced a few months ago that, hey, we have this stuff. We've had it for years. We've been studying it, and it's helped us quite a bit with developing new technology, by the way. We're throwing it in in the middle of a pandemic and a crazy election, so nobody really gives a shit. And nobody really has. But it literally came out. I mean, how many people would you have called a complete nutbag for saying those kind of things? Eh, there's no proof of it. They're crazy. Yeah, apparently they're not. Apparently it's quite fine. If you told somebody 70 years ago that the military and CIA were just dosing people with LSD to see what happened, to see if they could use it, uh, to uh, find spies or to interrogate people. They were just randomly dosing people to see what happened. People would call you crazy. Man, well, it turned out to be absolutely true that they used people unwillingly for medical tests, say syphilis, on a certain population to find out how it acted. People would call you a crazy conspiracy nut. Well, it's true, and they did it. So many of these things have happened over and over and over again. Everybody said they were conspiracy theories. They're nuts. They're crazy. Well, it's true. Somebody said that, wow, you know, maybe Obama ordered all these agencies to investigate Donald Trump because he knew he was going to win the presidency and he had other plans and wanted him not to ever have an effective presidency. You were called a conspiracy theorist. You were right. It's weird how that works. How many times we're called conspiracy nuts and, you know, proven to be true. Somebody would have told you that the Democrat Party would latch on to a virus that doesn't kill nearly the amount of people that they claim it does. And they would use that to suspend civil liberty and shut down a country's economy and devastate an entire world to win an election. You would call them nuts. Only problem is, we've seen that come to fruition in the year 2020. It's weird how this uh, year has shown us so much. It has shown us a lot. It has shown us that many times, what you think, what you can see, what you can determine from knowing the past... Well, you're probably right. Even if people call you crazy, even if people call you a conspiracy theorist, there's a good chance you're right. A good chance that maybe you shouldn't back down. This year has taught me a lot. It's actually opened my eyes more than I thought after looking through so many things and realizing what all I'd been told and taught and so many things. It's hard to believe anything anymore. In fact... It's really hard for me to even hear about a normal news story and think, well, did that really happen? I, I find myself questioning all of it anymore. I, I question every bit of it. The gifts that we'll keep on giving from this year are innumerable. Um, unfortunately, many of them not good. Some of them, I think, will turn out to be huge, huge advances through questioning everything you see and hear, questioning all motives, questioning the truth, which is what we should always do, and definitely question the government. And that doesn't mean just the guy in the Oval Office. That means every branch at all times. 
But some of the ones that are not going to go away soon are the ones that we are going to have to contend with for a while and on many different subjects. Number one is the idea of being able to suspend civil liberties and use lockdowns to contain a virus, an emergency. The emergency powers in this country are vast. They were put in place mainly in the Cold War. They were put in place in case there was a nuclear bomb attack or a nuclear missile attack to try to bring the country under control to fight back and to somehow maintain civil order. They were never meant as a way to either somehow contain a virus that many of us already realize there is no way to completely contain it. Once it is here and started to spread, there's no way you're stopping it. Viruses do what viruses do. They have for longer than humanity has been on this earth, and they will continue long after humanity is gone. There is no way to completely shut it down or stop it. There isn't any more than there is a way that we can stand in the middle of the ocean and hold back the waves. You just can't do it. It does what it does. Can we mitigate who it hurts? To an extent, yes. Can we come up with vaccines and treatments? Yes, and we have. But the locking down never had anything to do with the virus. We know this now. We all thought, hey, we don't know anything about it a year ago, and we should probably try to do what we can. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Never was. And now has it left the door open for many lockdowns for many different reasons. What kind of emergency can we have next week? Well, they've already started talking about it. People know now firsthand the devastation from these lockdowns, and I hope they remember it. Look back to a year ago, and you would think there is no way this will ever happen. If someone had told me that They would lock down the country over a virus that had a survivability rate of 99.8 or 99.9. I would tell you that you were the conspiracy theorist and you should get some aluminum foil to make a hat. Unfortunately, again, I would have been proven quite wrong. It makes you think. makes you think how many conspiracy theories you hear and you think, man, that's crazy. Well, now, thanks to 2020, you won't think they're so crazy anymore. I don't know if that's always a good thing, but curiosity always seems to be a good thing. So where were we? We started a pandemic. And everything shut down. Strangely enough, a octogenarian, basically, septuagenarian, I should say, because he's not quite 80 yet, A dementia patient who apparently is quite well advanced into dementia and can't really form sentences, doesn't know how to ever tell the truth about anything that happened in his life, suddenly got nominated to be the Democrat candidate for president. Out of the blue, actually, after having little to no showing in any of the first races, Not only had the pandemic set in, the lockdown started, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, he gets pushed to the top of the ticket. Now, there's many people that have conspiracies about that, and I would say that I agree with more than I disagree with. 
Does it seem unlikely? Very much. Does it seem planned? Yeah, it does. It's quite odd to think of someone who quite possibly could be the worst candidate anyone's ever put up for any office suddenly came from behind a dark horse to suddenly take over the race, all the races, suddenly just sweep it out of nowhere. No one was voting for him, period. Then all of a sudden, everyone was voting for him. By the end of the year, more than anybody had ever voted in the history of the country, which seems even more strange. But we'll get there. We're just getting to the spring. The spring saw a lot of interesting, uncertain, a lot of disinformation, both ways. We were told that millions of Americans were going to be dead very, very soon if we didn't follow all the guidelines that could be as high as 6% of the people who caught this could be dead. It's terrifying. Doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider that tens and tens of millions of people were inevitably going to catch this, you take 6% of that and you're looking at millions dead. Millions and it did seem pretty terrifying. Although it didn't seem like any of these numbers made sense, we were still sold them wholesale. And of course, then the mask flip. We went from no one should buy one to everyone should have one on all the time, no matter what. How many different things we've heard? We've heard this medicine is great. No, that medicine will kill you. I mean, it has been an absolute disaster and it has shown us what we should question at all times at all times why is someone telling me this why is someone selling me this bill of goods that's where america should be and i hope more and more americans are waking up to this just because someone that seems to be educated tells you something you should still question it never follow blindly always ask questions this year has demonstrated that more than ever medications that have been used for half over half a century with no problem suddenly became the most toxic deadly thing you could ever put in your body we had bans on it bans on giving life-saving medication to people Purely for political reasons. I mean, that's communist China level insanity. And we live through it this year in this country. It's hard to believe. The most amazing thing that I can imagine that I saw this year, I should correct that, that I saw this year was unfortunately so many people who have no questioning in their mind about anything they're told. It's not only sad, it's terrifying. That is the one lesson that I've taken from this year that I think will stick with me the longest. Now, there's always been this kind of generalized idea of, well, that wouldn't be me. I mean, I would never confess to something I didn't do or... I would never follow blindly into a cult or I would never do that. I'm smarter than that. 
You get that every day. People all around go, I'm not as dumb as that person. I mean, I can't believe they fell for that scam. I would never fall for that. Yet we sat back and watched over half the country, over half, buy into things that we all know logically are ridiculous. And we know it. Over half this nation was able to be brainwashed into taking measures that they would never, ever take. Which is very enlightening. And now makes me question many more things than I did at the beginning. I've always been an inquisitive person. I always wanted to question the official narrative, if, if you know. But never to this degree. Now it makes you think that, wow. I mean, if over half the country can be sold on things that obviously make no sense, well, what what could you do next? And of course, that's the goal. I mean, none of this has made sense. It was essential to go shop at Walmart. And you couldn't catch the virus there, but you definitely were going to catch it if you went to dinner. You can't catch it while standing up with a mask on, walking to your seat at the restaurant. But as soon as you sit down, you can take the mask off and you're fine. You can go around all day and you're fine. The virus doesn't come out till after 10 p.m. when we have to have curfews. I mean, does any of these things actually make sense? None of them do. We all know it's ridiculous. You can't go watch a sporting event because everybody will catch COVID and die. But I mean, if everybody rushes to Walmart to buy a Christmas present, you're completely immune. If you have a riot, you're fine. You can't catch COVID at a leftist riot. But if you show up at a Trump rally, well, you're a super spreader and you've killed everyone's grandmother. None of these things make sense, but people believe them. People buy it. And I, that is the most terrifying lesson that I've learned in 2020 is the absolute susceptibility of the masses to buy what they're sold. Many people don't know or don't comprehend many of these things. Talk to people around me. Who said, well, you know, I'm fine being at your house. I mean, we came by to visit for Christmas and there's only a few people. Should be fine, but I don't want to go to any large gatherings. I could get COVID. I mean, I don't think the amount of people. If there's somebody sick, there's somebody sick. If there's nobody there sick, there's nobody there sick. I, I don't know how to gauge people's vulnerability maybe in this area most of the people that i've seen that bought into this seem genuinely interested i mean fairly intelligent very fairly invested suddenly became blind followers of a crazy cult to shut down the country for no other reason than to hurt me and you i mean they didn't get hurt did they most of them were employed and Media that never shut down, government who definitely doesn't miss a paycheck, or multi-multi-billion dollar companies that don't did never have to shut down and never got hurt by the pandemic. 
I wonder if they have an ulterior motive. Well, of course they do. They're just fine. You and I are the ones that suffer. I lost most of my income this year due to circumstances beyond my control. But no one seems to be asking me or wondering what I have to say about the pandemic because I don't matter. Neither do you for the most part. It does seem odd that an entire nation can be vastly brainwashed in such a short amount of time by people who openly lie, change their mind the next day, come up with new ideas a week later, and then six months down the road talk about how it was somebody else's fault that they made all those statements and came up with all those ideas. It is mind-blowing. It's the assumption that most of us are stupid and will never pay attention. That is what I hope we change. And we change for the better with the year to come. We should pay attention. We should hold people accountable, whoever they are, regardless of party or affiliation or any preference they may have. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. We have to hold people accountable for their actions. That's one thing we must do going forward. So many of episodes throughout the year have talked about what the problems are. Well, we should figure out some solutions. and Maybe it's a great time coming up on the new year. It'll be our new year's resolutions. And number one should be holding people accountable for their actions. No matter what party they're from. No matter what affiliation they have. No matter how nice or how good they are. They have to be accountable, just like we are, every day in our lives. We make decisions, there are consequences. Some are good, some are bad, but we have to make those decisions and live with the aftermath. Everyone else should live the same way. The second thing we found out this year was apparently, America is the most desperately racist and hateful country on the planet. Seems odd to me as well as I'm sure it did to you. Apparently, a multi-time felon who decided to overdose on fentanyl died while being, I guess, handled aggressively by Minneapolis police. He died. Should the man have acted the way he did? No. But it seemed odd seemed odd to me, seemed odd to a lot of people. I mean, they said the guy knelt on his neck for seven and a half minutes and killed him. Unfortunately, many, I guess there were multiple autopsies, only one agreed with that finding, which seems really, really strange because should be readily apparent. I mean, I'm not a doctor myself, um, but I do understand some of the aspects and I have done a lot of research over the years on how these things are determined and it should be very very obvious the fact that the man had enough fentanyl in his blood to kill a horse uh, seems pretty damn relevant now do I advocate people should 
be killed for doing drugs? No, absolutely not. That's ludicrous. But I'm sure will be the statement that I get from some insanity on Facebook once I publish this episode. So I have to say it anyway. But from that one incident, and we've talked about the numbers. I talked about them at nauseum. The actual numbers of unarmed black suspects being killed by police you know, versus unarmed white suspects. We've went through case after case. We went through all this. We realized that none of this made sense. All of a sudden, we have massive riots in the middle of a pandemic. People wondered why. Well, obviously, the pandemic wasn't doing enough damage to win them an election and ultimately win a revolution. The pandemic wasn't enough. The shutdowns weren't harsh enough. And hey, it was getting summertime and everything was opening back up because numbers were going down. We have to have something else. Bingo. We have the most racist, racist, hateful country on the face of the earth. Again, seems odd. Seems like it doesn't make sense. Well, that's because it doesn't. But then again, that wasn't the point. The point wasn't to make sense. I mean, if you wanted to make sense, you would just go out and talk about it. You wouldn't burn down cities and kill people, hurt people, break things, set everything on fire. Um, You don't have to do that when you have a really good point to make. I believe Martin Luther King Jr. proved that, that, you know, you can do it peacefully and talk about it. And most people, if you have a really good idea and it seems to make sense, people go, yeah, I can agree with that. If what you're saying seems really dumb and has no basis, well, then you just have to scare the hell out of people till they agree with you. I think, obviously, they have chosen the latter. Continued on for months. We heard that this country was racist. It was racist from the inception. That our history was really older than we thought it was and started in 1619, not 1776, which seemed really odd again. That strangely enough, the only people that were racist, hateful, were only, seemed to be, older conservatives. And of course, people associated with the Confederacy. Now, I could somehow string together the idea that people that fought for the Confederacy were racist people. Obviously, they were fighting to protect slavery to some degree. Therefore, there was some racism in their heart. The fact to tear it down seems ridiculous because, hey, if you tear it down, it's a race from memory, and then no one learns from it. You see, if you erase the history, well, then it never happened, right? And that way you can clear your conscience and possibly your name. But it does seem odd that they attacked other people, people like Abraham Lincoln, said, well, he just wasn't non-racist enough. All the Thomas Jeffersons, George Washington. Well, that seems odd. That seems really weird. Seems to be a pattern. Seems to be all the people who founded things like equal justice, equal protection, people who emancipated the slaves, people who... Let's just say the left would not agree with. Well, it seems like they're the only really bad people. Weird. Haven't heard anybody wanting to change any schools named Woodrow Wilson. Or FDR. No Roosevelt changes. Well, that seems odd. 
Seems very, very weird. Huh. It seems almost like they get a pass. Especially Wilson, one of the most racist people to ever walk the face of the earth. And then you had ones that were just as bad. Like Truman. I mean, there's a list as long as my arm. We just went over them in a multi-part series. Well, they seem to get a pass. That's odd. They were openly racist. Made no bones about it. Quoted as being horrifically racist. No one seems to care. Well, that doesn't seem like they care very much about racism at all. And then we learn about anti-racism. While the cities are burning and people are marching, wanting to abolish capitalism, which apparently is racist, odd, it doesn't seem like a racist thing to have an economic system that frees more people, but hey, we'll go along with it for a moment and walk down that pattern to find out what an anti-racist is, which weirdly enough turns out to be a racist, which seems quite baffling. Anti-racism apparently is just being racist any way you think is right, I guess. As long as you are being racially biased against white people, well, then it's fine. That makes you an anti-racist, which I, I don't know. It made me profoundly more stupid to make that statement. And I'm not profoundly stupid enough to read an entire book written by an entirely stupid person. And now apparently multiply, multiple stupid people. And I have no qualms about saying that it's stupid. It is stupid ideology. Apparently now we have anti-fascists who are fascists and anti-racists who are racist. And then we wonder how we got here. Well, it's actually all quite common when you think of Marxism. Double speak, double think. It's kind of weird. We made a movie called Wonder Woman 1984 to end the year, which seemed more like George Orwell's 1984. We have double speak and double think. Good is bad and bad is good and uh, up is down. Lies are truth. And then, of course, we have the Newspeak Dictionary. Well, we have to change the meaning of all words to make them mean what this person wants them to mean. We've experienced all that in just 2020, and that didn't even get us to the end of summer. The fires were still burning by the time the summer was wearing down in 2020. We had found out how racist we were. We were burning down history, tearing down statues, and getting ready for an election that everyone had widely varying opinions on where we stood. Seemed quite odd, a dead man from Delaware, apparently, who never decided to ever have a campaign, seemed to be the front runner. It seemed odd, the fact that the man had barely left his home. I mean, there is COVID, but other people were leaving their homes. First time in American history, you had a incompetent, demented old man who liked to sniff children and couldn't speak apparently chose not to speak most of the summer and when he did he just said crazy shit about corn pop or racist things like you're not black if you don't vote for me apparently had no worries even said didn't need you to vote him in that was no problem he was going to get in well that seems weird seems like the strangest campaign speech i've ever heard in my life 
seemed quite normal now, I guess, when looking at how the results turned out. Apparently, we weren't needed. The people were not needed to vote when you have it already taken care of, apparently, somehow. And then you'd come out and say, hey, we've got the biggest election fraud operation in history. To go along with the fact that we don't need you to vote for us. And by the way, I'm racist. I mean, that's the craziness that comes out of the man's mouth. That's when he's not just babbling coherently, making noises that don't form into words. It seemed quite weird that, that a man like that would ever have a chance to lead the free world and be the most powerful man in the world. But then again, we would already survived the craziest pandemic that was not a pandemic that seemed quite weak for a pandemic. We experienced a free society being called the most racist society on earth while others live in slavery and much, much, oh, so much discrimination across the world. The one place you can come to find equality is here, but yet we are the most virulent, racist, sexist, homophobic, and every other phobic phrase you can imagine. We're all that and more. Most destructive, apparently, in history. We're all colonizers. Well, we experienced all this, so why would it be weird? Turns out, I guess they were right. You see, it does another story that seemed quite, quite odd and quite prophetic. A month or two before the election, everyone said, well, on election night, Donald Trump's going to win in a landslide. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge red wave. But then, as the votes are tallied over the next couple of days... Oh, Biden's going to come back and win. Well, who would predict that? That's never happened before in elections. And there was no precedent for it to ever be that way. Just kind of seemed like they were letting their plan out before it happened. Which is actually not that weird when you consider history and what normally corrupt people do. It's normally what corrupt evil people do. They come out, they can't help themselves. They have to talk about it. That's how most really bad criminals get caught is because they can't seem to keep it all to themselves. They must tell people how brilliant and how wonderful they are. Even when the opposite seems to be the uh, leading theory. So we made it through countless riots Many cities burned down, essentially. Businesses shuttered due to shutdowns. And all this culminated into the last bit of the presidential race. Now, we had, still had a pandemic. And everyone was talking about a vaccine that seemed to be, well, right around the corner. Many came out and said, there's no way we're not taking it. There's no way we can't take it. Donald Trump's responsible for it. Seemed odd. These are the people that said there was no way to end this onslaught of death. Except with a vaccine. But that was before the election. Well, as the summer wore down and the fall began, we started to have a little bit of normalcy. The fact we had football come back we had some NBA that no one watched 
And we had rallies. Rallies again. Campaign rallies. They weren't normal. They weren't even close to normal. And it only depended on which side you were on. If you're on the left supporting Joe, well, five people, maybe six would show up and honk their horns in a parking lot while he babbled off crazy incoherent crap that made absolutely no sense and, you know, then went home for a nap. Well, the other, the other side, well, something was going on. Something massive was going on. Something no one had ever seen before. I mean, 2016, there were big crowds. But this was more than just a celebrity. This went way beyond. And coming from a person who's been to my fair share of music concerts and rock, I mean, lots of rock shows over the years, this was different. I went to one personally. And it was way beyond anything I'd ever seen. I mean, spontaneously, spontaneously, two days notice, 30, 40, 50,000 people would show up to support a president. No one had ever done that before. No one has ever done that before. And probably never will again. It was unprecedented. In the middle of a pandemic. In my case, I went to one in the middle of the rain and cold. It's 38 degrees and rainy. Everyone stood outside for hours. It was truly, truly enlightening. And after that, I thought, well, there's only one direction that this could go. But that didn't factor in that it was 2020. And there were other forces at work. I think it was around August I started talking about the Great Reset. What that was. What I had heard about it. What I had seen, documented. And what the real plan was. You see, the Great Reset can't happen. If people still enjoy freedom. And it certainly can't coexist with capitalism. So how is that possible? They thought the pandemic would bring them the great reset on its own. I mean, it would destroy everything to a, such a terrible degree. That the only way out would be for the government to then buy up and start resetting the entire economy. Well, that wasn't going to happen, and there definitely wouldn't be a great reset with Donald Trump in the White House. And we talked about this is not a small group of people. This isn't a small ideology. This is the World Economic Forum, backed by many of the nations on Earth. Why do they back it? Well, they believe America is evil because we have succeeded. They don't see that it's the system that works, and it's the people that make that system work, not an ideology. You see, they could change their systems, but they don't want to relinquish the power to change those systems to have our system. And that's fine. We are unique throughout the world, and that's why we are uniquely wealthy throughout the world. We do something that no one else does, and that's why we are different and why we have been more successful. But these people hate that. They think the only way to bring equality, much like the insane, stupid theories about race, is the fact that you have to discriminate to make everyone equal. Just saying that out loud makes me dumber. 
But yet, this is the theory. It doesn't only just branch through racism, but it also branches through economics. It's not good enough that we give everyone an equal opportunity. Some people have better opportunities than others, but that's life. We're not all born exactly the same. We don't all have the same things, and it would be boring if we did. Some people are vastly more successful, and some people are vastly less successful. But we all need to have the same chance. That is equality. That's what we believe in. Equity is the tearing down, killing, eliminating, and manipulating to somehow try to figure out a way to make everyone equal. The only problem is it only makes everyone equally miserable, not equally successful. They have never figured out a way to make everyone equally successful because it is impossible to do. There is no way to make that happen. So, the Great Reset. It's brewing. It's late August, early September, and it's really brewing. They thought they would already have it by now. I mean, they've shut the country down. They tried to destroy the economy. They're funding BLM, Antifa. They're funding the Democrat Party. They're funding the radicals. They're funding the riots. They're funding the tearing down of monuments. These people want this to happen. It's a way for a few elites, essentially, to gain control of the entire world, for the most part. And for a few experts at the top to then decide how everyone is going to live, where they're going to live, what they can have, and what they can't. Well, there's a big, big, big block right in the middle of the road. America. Namely, freedom-loving Americans, patriots, just so happens to be symbolized by Donald Trump in the White House, but he's just one guy. It's the millions and millions of people who support him, who believe in America and support American ideas that are the problem. It's one thing you must understand. The biggest lesson you need to have learned in 2020 is he's not the problem. We are the problem. Getting him out of office is one thing that doesn't solve their problem. They have tens and tens and tens of millions of people that are their problem. And they make no mistake, they want to either change you or eliminate you. It is a battle. A battle we must win. Moving on, the Great Reset is on the horizon. There's another problem. Looks like there's going to be a vaccine funded by the American people, essentially, through tax dollars. Well, that's not a problem. You just ask some of the global elites. They tell us, well, you don't really need it. I mean, you're hard blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, tax money went to pay for it, but you don't really deserve it. That makes you a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, a thisophobe, a thatophobe. You need to give it to the rest of the world. Then we'll come back around to you because what if everybody in America is immune to it? I mean, how can we shut the country down? How in the world could we possibly get our great reset if America is immune to this disease that we really need to keep shutting everything down? No, no, no. We need to distribute it around the world. We'll get back around to you sometime, but we got to keep you locked down for a lot longer. That is the Bill Gates method. 
one of the many of the great resetters. Moving on, we made it to November, the day we didn't know if we would make it to. Didn't know if the rioting would burn down everything, if they would just openly start shooting in the streets to kill us. We didn't know. But we made it to November 3rd. And sitting the night of November 3rd, it kind of reinforced what I myself personally thought and what most people in America thought. Looks like Donald Trump's going to take it. Huge, huge margins in all these states. And it got later and later. And no one would call any of these states, even though the margins seemed astronomical. And, you know, many people said, well, there's just really no way for these numbers to change. They are what they are. You can't really overcome this. And we all went to bed. At about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, we all called in a night and said, well, he's ahead. Looks like he's going to be the next president. We'll get up tomorrow and see what they say. And of course, we all know what happened. We woke up the next morning and f only to find out that no one went to bed. The good little ballot elves stayed up all night and found hundreds of thousands of ballots for Joseph Robinette Corpse Talking Head Biden. Dug them out of underneath tables and out of non-existent precincts and from other states and from dead people and blank ballots and wherever they could find them. Boarded up windows so no one could watch. Conveniently sealed things that couldn't be unsealed. Conveniently lost other evidence that could prove anything. But it's fine. You know, that's just what happens in elections. We throw away any evidence of anything. We don't check anything. Why would we ever check anything? I mean, of course we don't let everybody watch so we know what's going on. We always board up the windows and throw everybody out. Well, actually, no, we don't, but that's what we're told. It's 2020. It's all normal. And if you want to check the ballots to make sure they actually voted for who they voted for or they're alive, well, then, again, you're a racist, sexist, xenophobe, homophobe, thisophobe, and thatophobe. Very odd how only the people who want to find the truth are all these horrible things. But if you want to believe the lie, then you're absolutely immune to being a completely awful person. Another one of those interesting, very odd standards that we have found in 2020. So then the election contesting began and the election fraud has been coming to light ever since some of it quite massive but you see the rest of the year didn't go away you know if it had only been maybe the year before that all the riots had happened maybe if it had been eight months or ten months earlier that everyone was burning down the Walgreens and the targets and killing people in the street then maybe people would be more inclined to try to help or try to uphold the truth but you see all those riots and everything that we were told that were all about racism and sexism and homophobe and xenophobe and transophobe and thisophobe well we all knew what they were about and so did the people that have to make big decisions they knew that none of it had anything to do with what they said of course not you see, 2020 was an election year. 
And anything that happens in an election year is about the election. They didn't incite people to burn down their neighborhood because they thought they were racist. They didn't incite them to kill each other and burn small towns in the Midwest because they thought they were racist. They didn't inspire idiots like LeBron James or Colin Kaepernick to spout off about racism because they actually thought they were racists. You see, they needed leverage and they had none. You see, the American people, for the most part, aren't buying any of this garbage. None of them are. And they're certainly not going to vote for a babbling, idiot, actual racist corpse who couldn't tie his own shoes or apparently even play with his dog without breaking himself. You see, it only happens one way. And to do that, you need people scared to death to tell the truth. A true Nazi-style intimidation. I mean, the people that have to make these decisions, they know what's coming. They've seen it all summer. And they saw it very vividly and for that reason. You see, none of the stories that we were told this year made any sense. None of them. If you break them down, none of them made any sense. I mean, if you had a good case, then many of the other regular, normal, clear-thinking Americans would stand there with you and say, yeah, you know what? This is not right. This shouldn't happen. The problem is when you break down any one of these stories, none of it makes sense. And you think, why would anybody go out and do this? That's because you're thinking of it the wrong way. But now we know. And we see, you see the gifts that 2020 has given us, we can learn from. And now we know what to question, i.e. question everything. Assume you know nothing and always question. You see, the election still hasn't settled. We're coming down to the last few days, two more days till the end of the year. We still don't have an answer. I mean, some people say Biden has won. The Electoral College has voted. And others, many, many, many others say, well, that's only legitimate if those electors were selected legitimately, which is what we do with our votes. And not very many people, including myself, think there's anywhere near a legitimate election that has happened. I mean, we know. We're not conspiracy theorists. We've already seen that when you see something and you feel something, I mean, if it quacks, it 99% of the time is a duck. And we have learned that very well. 2020 has taught us that quite well. If it quacks, it's pretty much a duck. And we come down to the weirdest story that is transpiring now. We've heard about Dominion. We've seen the ballots coming out from under tables. We've heard how we're all racist because we question what these people want. We've heard about the Great Reset. We've had a pandemic. We have now have vaccines, but they're not going to be good enough. We're not going to be able to get back to normal till the middle of 2021, at least. That's the earliest. <sighs> this year has been nothing but exhausting. And for many of us, it has made us much poorer or really put us in financial devastation. And all for what? 
not just for an election. It always comes down to power and leverage. The last story to finish out 2020 that will definitely not get solved until after the new year is the strange bombing that happened in Nashville. There's way too many questions for me. First of all, most people don't shoot themselves before blowing themselves up. I mean, being a suicide bomber means, you know, a suicide bomber. You're blowing yourself up. And not too many people are real anxious to eat a bullet and then blow their bodies apart. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Although they're not talking about the shooting part anymore, even though all the police said, well, we responded because people said shots fired and, well, we found shell casings. No one knows anything about this guy. It's very odd that a man spends his life working in internet connections, IT, working with computers, security, and has no presence anywhere on the internet. It seems really odd, actually. Even if he wanted to avoid social media, he would have some presence somewhere. Does seem quite odd. I have no idea how that happens. Seems really strange, too, that a man who lived exactly where he grew up, lived in the same town, looks like all his life. Suddenly, the month before he decides to become a suicide bomber, decides to gift his homes, gift two homes to a random woman in California? That's really, really weird. I mean, why would you do that? Who knows what are in those homes? What is going on? And who is this guy? There's not that many people that are inspired to radicalism that do not like to espouse their radicalism. What I mean by that is usually always, no matter what side of ideology you fall on, if you have decided to become a suicide bomber, well, there's not a lot left of you at the end to tell everybody why you did it. They usually don't care about how many human lives are involved, and if they are blowing up a building for symbolism, they usually like to write it down so you know real well. It's quite odd not to do any of those things. Now, there are some weird things, like AT&T, apparently the target of his bomb, had just won the bid to audit Dominion voting. Huh, that's odd. There's a lot of supercomputers that can process that data much quicker than any human can, get it all wrapped up real neat before, oh, let's just say, the inauguration. It's kind of odd that someone would go blow that up. I'm not telling anybody why, especially if they shot themselves first. It's really weird, you know, a few days after Iran bombs a U.S. consulate in Iraq. Man blows up AT&T in Nashville and then a printer who had been printing emergency ballots after the problems found in September for New York. Well, that printer just burns down. Burns to the ground after over 100 years. Burns down in 2020. Just catches fire. It's so bizarre. It is almost too bizarre. It's one of those things that you can go down many rabbit holes. And many people say, well, now you're just a crazy whack job with the aluminum foil hat. Well, let me tell you, 2020 taught me a lot. 
taught me that coincidences are usually not coincidences. Like any detective will tell you, they don't believe in coincidences. Things usually happen for a reason. Things are usually tied together. And things usually make sense. The one thing that I can guarantee you throughout the world, throughout any experience that you have, nothing makes absolutely no sense. Something will always make sense. And I find it very odd that after a major incident, like a suicide bomb in a major city, it just disappeared. Nobody's talking about it. I'm talking about stimulus packages, which I won't even get started on because it's too ridiculous and will make me even more angry. I will say that it is appropriate to end 2020 with the most bizarre garbage thing I've ever heard for us to help diversity of foreign militaries and build border walls in foreign countries only to barely help the U.S. citizens with their own money. But, as we know, this is and has been 2020. I think it'll become a verb for a very long time. And I'm glad that I survived and the people I love have survived. And I hope the people around you have survived as well. I know there were many people that died from complications health-wise this year. As happens every year, unfortunately. It is life. Nothing stops the never-ending march towards death for any living thing. But what we do know is what we have learned We have learned that what we can see and what we know to be true is what we can see and what we know to be true. Question everything. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the multiple lies. Always recognize hypocrisy. Always be willing to call out hypocrisy. Be willing to stand up for not only yourself and your family, but for what you believe in. But there is power in the people, and there always will be. And that, hopefully, we won't have too many more 2020s anytime soon. Anyway, that'll finish up the year, and that'll finish up season one, I guess. I guess they call them seasons. I'm calling them years. Um, No, we'll be moving on to season two starting next week after the new year and I hope I hope I hope you are enjoying the new year I hope you're enjoying your family please enjoy your family and loved ones please do not let the bureaucracy and insanity kill what we all know is truly important and that is our friends and family and loved ones and what actually matters in this world which are the people around us if we remember that and remember what really and truly makes us who we are, then we can conquer even another 2020. Please remember to subscribe and like. It gets to the top of the charts. More people can see, listen, hear, all those fun things, and maybe more will join us in the new year. Until then, I will see you in 2021. Remember, it's no agenda, just America. America.